we're good. Yeah. Good morning. Would you please join me in prayer? Almighty Father God, I thank you so much for this opportunity to be with my brothers and sisters and worship you today. Thank you so much for this opportunity to speak about this issue that you have placed on my heart that I know is so dear to yours. Lord God, be glorified in this. Lord, help me to decrease so that you may increase. This is not for my glory, Lord, or for Dressember's glory, Lord, but this is for your glory. This is your work, and I commit it to you. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I have a video on the screens. So you all know that it's, the world is a really scary place sometimes. I mean, we just saw the Paris attacks. We see thousands of refugees fleeing Syria. It's hard sometimes to face the world. It's hard to look at the news. And sometimes even in our own families, things that we're going through, it's hard to face these things. And these things make us, they make us, angry, they make us frustrated, they break our hearts, they make us weep and pound our fists on the table in outrage, in helplessness. These things like terrorism, violence, homelessness, famine, their struggle so daunting that they make us feel insignificant, helpless, completely hopeless. Dresember was born out of a heart breaking for the victims of human trafficking and sexual slavery. The facts that I'm about to share with you are very disturbing. There are more people trapped in slavery today than ever before in human history. It's not an exaggeration. There are approximately 36 million people enslaved right now. That's more than double the number of people taken from West Africa in the 16th, 17th, and 18th centuries. To give you another perspective, that is practically the population of the entire state of California. Slavery exists in every major city in the world, definitely exists in Los Angeles. It is present at every major sporting event, at every major convention. 
in truck stops, at massage parlors, in garment factories that produce the clothes that we buy and discard without a thought. Wherever there is poverty and a blind eye from the law, there is slavery. 70% of the world's slaves are women and girls. 50% of the world's slaves are children. Nearly 2 million children are trafficked every year into sexual slavery. In countries where women and girls, especially widows and orphans, have no rights, they're bought and sold like things just to be used. The average age a girl enters the sex trade is 12 years old. I can't imagine. I know these numbers are hard to comprehend. They're sobering. My reality is so far, for, so far removed from that of these people. I can't imagine a world where I, as a woman, could be kidnapped or raped in broad daylight in the middle of a city with no no legal recourse, but that happens literally every day in places like India and Guatemala. The slave trade is the fastest growing illegal industry in the world. It is second in size only to the drug trade. It is a $150 billion industry. So who do you call when the police have been bought out? How do you protect your family if the justice system is corrupt and your life is worthless? Traffickers prey on impoverished families who are desperate to believe in a false marriage proposal or a job offer that will bring their, their child a better life. Instead, that child is forced into prostitution and a devastating amount of sexual abuse. Employers lure a person into slavery by offering a small advance payment for their work. And then they inflate the debt owed with impossible interest, and, not, and they don't allow them to work anywhere else. These false debts are then passed down generationally so that children are carrying the burden of debt from their father and their father's father, and they're passed down for decades and generations. Even in the U.S., Children in the foster care system are often seen as no more than a source of income by the families that take them in, which leads many of them, it objectifies them, it normalizes a pimp-type relationship, and it leads them into the hands of tr human traffickers because they're trying to seek the love and security that those relationships falsely promise. In 2013, a nationwide FBI raid revealed that 60% of the child sex trafficking victims that they recovered nationwide in the U.S. were from foster care and group homes. These are very harsh realities. It is very easy to get overwhelmed and think, what can I do? I have no power. I have no influence. I have no qualifications. But because we believe we can't do enough, we don't do anything. But there is hope. Jesus tells us, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. We, as Christians, are called to partner with Christ in seeking and saving the lost. We, the church, are the hope of the world. We are Christ's hands and feet. Jesus tells us, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. 
The world is a dark place. And slavery is a very dark reality for many people. And we, who are filled with the light of God, are called to shine that light into the darkest places. I was never trafficked. I have never been forced from my home by a powerful neighbor or taken advantage of by the police. I've never been threatened for sex, abused, or forced to work under inhuman conditions. But I was lost. I was walking in darkness, in despair, and without hope. And God came after me. He left the 99 to come and seek me out, to rescue me, to save me, to restore me. And he wants to save, redeem, and restore those trapped in slavery. And he wants to do it through us. So, this is where Dressember comes in. And I promise it will be lighter from here on out. When I say dress, what do you think? Femininity? Maybe beauty, elegance? Church on Sunday? (laughs) Maybe some of you ladies think of getting dressed up to go out, or if you're like me and like to wear the big baggy dresses, you think of comfort. (laughs) But what about strength? What about freedom? What about dignity? What if a dress was a symbol, a battle flag, if you will, in the fight for human rights? What if we, blessed to live in a country where we can wear and do and and be whatever we want, rallied around that flag to fight for the rights of women and children who have no voice, no dignity, who are treated with no humanity? Dressember was founded by a close friend of mine, and it is such a crazy story that it must be the work of God, and I have to share it with you. A few years ago, as a personal style challenge, my friend Blythe Hill, who's about to pop up on the screen, decided to wear a dress every day for a month, just for fun. And since she likes puns and it was almost December, she, tried to, she decided to call it Dressember. So she did it. She thought it was silly, it was fun, and she thought that was the end of it. But the next year, a bunch of her friends came to her and said, well, we want to join you. We want to do this Dressember thing. Okay, so they did it, and it was fun, and she thought that was the end of it. And then the next year, their friends asked them to join. And it started to grow in this strange, organic way. And it was still a fas- just a fashion challenge, just a silly thing at that point. But unrelated to her... Nothing is unrelated to God. Blythe had also been praying into the deep desire of her heart to help victims of human trafficking. So Blythe was praying about that when it struck her. As completely unrelated as it seems, she thought, maybe I could use this little December following that I have to raise some money to help even just a little bit to rescue victims of slavery. What better way to advocate for women who have been exploited for their femininity by the very symbol of femininity, a dress? 
So two years ago, in December 2013, she set up a little fundraising page and some social media accounts and decided to give the money raised to International Justice Mission, IJM, more about them later, which is an organization that rescues, rehabilitates, and seeks justice for the victims of slavery. In that first year, she didn't expect it to be much, but December had over 1,200 participants in over 32 countries. Blythe was very optimistically hoping to raise $25,000. She ended up raising $165,000 for IJM. It was amazing. It was praise God. So that's when she realized that God was doing something absolutely amazing through this. So last year, she assembled a board of directors. That's where I come in. And we received nonprofit status and an easy-to-use fundraising platform. Participation doubled to over 2,600 people. Our goal was to raise half a million dollars. We didn't quite meet it, but God is so good. We raised over $460,000 to help rescue slaves. That is enough to pay the salaries of six full-time lawyers working abroad. So, on the surface, it's a simple fundraising campaign. Participants commit to the challenge of wearing a dress every day for the month of December, and they invite their communities to contribute toward their personal fundraising goal. But December exists to inspire and empower a global community of people who are locking arms to face one of the most, one of the greatest injustices of our time. We believe that every woman has the right to live a free, vibrant, autonomous life, to be who God created her to be. So, what does that look like practically? The money that Dressemba raises goes directly to the work of IJM and A21 in ending the slave trade. Ending the slave trade. That isn't hyperbole. These organizations are amazing. They have people all over the world who are literally going undercover into brothels and factories. They stage raids. They break down doors. They pull, literally pull people out of slavery. I can't emphasize this enough, they seek out and rescue people from slavery, physically. But it doesn't stop there. They have a network of aftercare homes with teams of counselors and doctors so that victims can get the treatment, both physically and mentally, that they need. They have teams of lawyers working against the corrupt legal, legal systems to ensure that the slave owners and traffickers are brought to justice and that the victims can remain safe. And above all of that, these organizations are Christian. So they do all of this with God's heart for the lost, his strength, his love, his mercy. The slaves are not only set free physically, but by God's grace, they are set free spiritually in Christ as well. I would like to share the story of one of IJM's rescue missions that happened last year during our December campaign. The girl on the left, the young girl, is named Suhana. She was sold into a brothel at age 13 in Calcutta, India. Um, her family sold her. They were in poverty, and someone came to them offering her a better life, saying that they were going to take her to do some work. She had no idea that it was sex work. They took her to a beach resort away from her family. She had no money. She had nothing. And they forced her into prostitution. She stayed for three years in forced prostitution in the city of Calcutta. Finally, um, IJM heard about this brothel 
found where they were, and went in with an undercover operation to try and save these girls. Uh, when they came in for their sting operation with, with hidden cameras, and if you look at their website or their YouTube page, you'll see the footage. It's insane. Um, they found girls there as young as 13 years old. And um, they came in, and they had to pretend to be buyers. They had to pretend to be men seeking sex from these girls. And so they offered money. They paid $30 and got Suhana. And as the money was being exchanged, they gave the signal, and the police came in and raided and captured the men that were running it, got the girls to safety, and the girls came to the aftercare home. Praise God, amazing. But Suhana's story doesn't stop there. She stayed at the aftercare home for a year and a half, and she was growing. She was doing really well. And she made friends with the other woman in this picture, um, Samita. And they thought she was doing really well, but she had made some relationships outside of the aftercare home that weren't so healthy. And there was a boy there who professed love to her and said that he would give her a better life than the aftercare people could do. And he convinced her to run away with him. And so they ran away from the aftercare home, and they got on a train to Mumbai. And when they got there, he sold her. And she went back into prostitution. And of course, Sumita realized that Suhana was gone immediately and started searching for her. And the investigators with IJM started searching the city for her. No one knew where, they, where she had gone, so they started asking around, who was she with? Who did she talk to? They got the name of the young boy, and they searched the city until they found him. And they found that boy, and they talked to him. And he wouldn't give them any information. He said, I don't know where she is. I sold her in Mumbai. They kept searching, and they kept digging, and they kept asking. They would not give up. They were relentless to find her. They took the train to Mumbai. They had narrowed it down from talking to people what area she was in, because the police said, there's no way. There's no way you can find her. She's lost forever. Mumbai is a city of 18 million people. There are 10,000 sex workers in the red light district. You can't find her. She's gone. They didn't give up. They went to Mumbai. They searched and searched and searched the city. And one day in the red light district, they came face to face with her. They knew her. She didn't know them. They had undercover cameras on. And as soon as they saw, and the teams back home watching the footage saw, they knew it was her. And they knew that there was hope. And so they flew out Samita because the two of them had become friends. And they flew her out to Mumbai. And they planned a rescue. And so a few days later, when she was getting into the rickshaw to go from the home that she was captured in to the red light district where she was working, they followed the rickshaw. And they stopped it in traffic. When it was away from the home and away from the district, they stopped it in traffic. They surrounded it. And she, from her perspective, from Suhana's perspective, she thought, I'm gone. I. I ran away from the only hope I ever had back into the life that I hate on this false promise. I can't believe I did it again, but this is it. My life is over. I've given it up. There's no chance that anyone will ever come looking for me again. I gave up my one chance. And when they surrounded the rickshaw, she thought, oh no, something's wrong. And then all of a sudden, Samita came through the crowd. And Suhana just started crying because she knew that they had come again to save her because she knew that they loved her, that she was worth something. She was worth them finding her. And they brought her back 
And she is now studying to be a social worker so that she can save others like herself. IJM did not give up on Suhana. They were relentless in their pursuit of her, just like God is relentless in his pursuit of us. And we can run, but he comes back for us. And he finds us and he brings us home. This is God's work. And I believe that God has big plans for Dressember this year. We're just a tiny part of this huge rescue. But God is using us. We're partnering with IJM and another company, A21, both on the ground and in the world, around the world. A21 is also working locally here in the U.S., bringing education about the warning signs of human trafficking to schools and churches, as well as providing aftercare for survivors here. And we're also starting an exciting partnership with Elegant Tees, which is a clothing manufacturing company in Nepal that hires women who have been rescued from sex trafficking. And so every dress ember dress bought through Elegant Tees helps employ a woman who was previously without hope, and it gives her an opportunity to support herself and her family in a dignified way. I am absolutely in awe of what God is doing with dress ember. Only our infinitely creative and wonderful God can take what began as just a silly little fashion challenge and use it to bring hope to the hopeless. So, as a community, what can we do? Well, of course, there is the obvious answer. Ladies, join Dressember. <laughs> I do invite all of you to create a fundraising page on Dressember's website and join me in wearing a dress every day for the month of December. I will be posting to social media to raise awareness and encourage donations, but I've also found that it's a really great conversation starter with people because before I met Blythe, I didn't know that this was happening. I didn't know that this was such a problem. And maybe you're in that place right now. And there are so many people that don't know that this is happening. And it's a great way when people see that you're wearing a dress every day for even a week and then the next week and then the next week, they say, why are you doing this? What's going on? And you can engage them with a conversation about your heart for justice. But even if... Uh, even if you don't want to wear a dress, or men, <laughs> if you don't want to wear a dress, um, many men have joined the cause by posting signs that say, real men don't buy girls. We also have had people create their own style challenge for the month of December. Actually, a group of high school boys last year participated by wearing a bow tie every day for the month of December, which is adorable. I wish I had a picture of that. Um, but you, you also don't have to participate in December to make an impact. Um, you can donate to the cause. There's a Dressember page. Each participant has a page where we're all reaching a fundraising goal. And it doesn't have to be much. Just $30 provides an aftercare kit through IJM for a survivor, uh, which includes a change of clothes, toiletries, things that they need, hair, hair supplies, and for children, a toy, a blanket, a stuffed animal, things that are not only necessary but humanizing. So even though we were just shy of reaching our goal last year, that hasn't stopped us from dreaming big and increasing our goal to $1 million this year. If we can raise $1 million this December, that would pay for 145 sex trafficking sting operations 
and the aftercare and counseling of 1,450 rescued victims, or trauma-focused individual therapy for 5,000 rescued children, or equipping 1,052 undercover investigators with the tools they need for rescue operations, or the court trial fees for 9,523 victims to bring their abusers to justice. I could go on, but I think you get the picture. And as a church, I encourage us all to look for ways that we can help locally in this neighborhood because it is a problem here. And I know that it feels so far away and it's something that we don't see, but it's happening. And I, I know that there are some social workers in our congregation and people that we may be able to partner with or talk to about how to help foster kids, how to come around a family who's taking on a foster kid, how to come around a family who's adopting, how to help that child, these children that are in precarious positions, that are, that are at risk, that are vulnerable. Uh, Father Jose, I know, is going to talk to the Burbank Police Department and see if there's something going on that we can partner with them in. But I encourage us all, now that we're aware of these facts, to get creative. I mean, Dressember is very creative. To get creative in the ways that we can help. God uses these things. He uses our little creative ideas. We are called as believers to serve the least, to protect widows and orphans, and to seek justice. I know as individuals it feels completely overwhelming. But as the body of Christ, we are empowered for good works. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. God's heart is for the lost, and I pray that we, our hearts, would be in tune with his mission. As you consider joining us this December, I'd like to leave you with a video from IJM that shows the very real, very tangible impact that your participation in Dressember will have on the lives of women and children around the world. Thank you so much.